of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show I have artist, uh, art curator, um, you know, she, she has a comic strip, um, she's involved with the uh, Hi-Fi Society, um, she's done a, a lot of wonderful work um, in the artistic scene here in Milwaukee. Um, she curated an art show back in October, it was called The Monotonous Life of Roy G. Biv. So um, I'm excited to talk to her about her artistry, her passions, and why she does what she does. So, Anna Rodriguez, welcome to the show. Thank you. You're very welcome. Mm -hmm. How are you doing today? Wonderful. Quite well. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, what, uh, what did you do today so far? I had a sandwich at Hi-Fi Cafe. I love Hi-Fi. Yeah. It's mm. a good place to meet people and... Enjoy really good music. Yes, most definitely. Um, yeah, I went there for the first time uh, a couple months ago. I had like a little me day down in Bayview. <laughs> took the bus down and went record shopping. And uh, it, I bought um, what did I get? Uh, I went to Acme and I bought uh, Led Zeppelin three. My favorite one. Yeah, it's it's got Tangerine on it, which is my favorite Zeppelin song. Awesome. And then I went to Rushmore, mm -hmm. and I bought a I bought Synchronicity from by the Police. Wonderful. Uh, and then I went to Love Unlimited, where I bought Cali Uchis. Um, I went to High Five for uh, lunch that day. Uh, it was when Abby Jean was doing her uh, oh, the Atomic Records like yeah. Transform it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Abby Jean. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it's a lovely, cute, little, colorful cafe. Mm -hmm. It's like a little Wes Anderson movie. That yeah, yeah. Start, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Um, yeah, very dreary outside today, though. But I guess it hasn't really, like, rained in a while, I feel, so... Yeah, it's nice. It's a, it's a Silent Hill kind of day. Totally. I love it. Great, very great uh, metaphor for it. Um, <laughs> definitely a day to not really uh, go far from the house, uh, stay indoors, and mm -hmm. uh, you know work inwardly. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Well, uh, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, Anna, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. Mm -hmm. And um, the first time I met you was at Nausicaa. Mm -hmm. Shout out uh, my boy Matt. Um, Wonderful venue. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of great work for the DIY scene. Uh, I believe the band was Vanity Plates. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Vanity Plates, Love um, them. Alex. And um, yeah, uh, that was my first time meeting you in person, and then um, started uh, just kind of like uh, seeing you from afar, like um, being involved in the art scene. Um, uh, it, I. You uh, talked to me about your uh, art show. I sadly couldn't make it, but um, how did it go? Amazing. We got so much community support, and it just it was like a little Christmas present to myself. Like, oh, good. Because I was able to get every artist that I have loved for like 10 years plus mm. in the Milwaukee scene to be in one show, and it was 
the bomb. Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was amazing. Oh, very, very nice. Uh, yeah, how was it like, kind of set up? Um, well, the concept was... We, me and Amanda Stein, who is like the head curator of the show, um, together we we put this like rainbow world together and had seven artists do one color of the rainbow spectrum. So on like these four foot by four foot panels, so we had like red, yellow, or red, orange, yellow, green, everything in succession. And it was just stunning. And I had a lot of people tell me like, oh, this is the kind of stuff that's in like high fructose. So like, how did, what in the hell happened? Like, how did this, become so beautiful mm -hmm. and honestly like Amanda Stein like kicked some serious awesome. ass Good. yeah very nice um very glad to hear it went so well mm -hmm. um for sure uh so I guess um on that note um I guess to really uh, bring ourselves up to the present day uh I would love to hear a little bit about your own artistic background I guess like uh where did um doing uh art sort of become like a, a creative outlet for yourself growing up um, well, I was always a doodler. My father was, or is a nationally known fine artist, so as a kid I was like, I don't want to be an artist, because my dad's an artist, but right. I, it really seeped into me, and at some point my f best friend Layla Kubek was having a terrible day and she wanted me to make like a little like stick figure comic of something funny that had happened to us mm -hmm. and then it just never stopped like sure. it was like art was a poison <laughs> that yeah. just took over my life and I, I'm very happy it oh, was a beautiful good. serendipitous event um when was that oh that was um, like 2011 oh, I think sure. so yeah, I, I've been doing, I've been trying to be a writer too, but like, art has been so much more successful than my writing has. So, yeah, most definitely. Which is so, fine. Yeah, for sure, um, definitely. Um, when did so uh, did, it, um, I guess from that point on, like, uh, did it become something like, you would take more seriously like right away? Um, back when it happened or yeah uh, no I I still resisted I was like I don't want to be an artist I don't want to be an artist and after publishing a fictional novel and coming to hate it I realized like oh maybe I'm just better at this art thing and I should just do that instead mm -hmm. and I grew to love it that's it was fine why'd you hate the novel I rushed it Oh. I, I told myself at a young age that if I didn't have a published book by the time I was 25, then I would just give up writing. So I rushed it to finish it by the time mm. I was 26. Sure. So it was just not great. I understand. Yeah. Um, but I had to do it. Yeah, for sure. It was the path. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like, uh, it's kind of sort of just finding your niche in mm -hmm. creativity, definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of your own um, sort of like an inventory of like what um, art you've done, I guess like what are um, some things you've done uh, like in terms of visual art that you're, uh, you know, very proud of? Um, most artists, well, you know, sometimes artists don't aren't proud of anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, yeah. 
<laughs> I get that. I, I sometimes I get like that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm growing to be proud of things that I don't necessarily appreciate about myself. So, yeah. Um, uh, I guess I'm proud that I have had a comic strip in the River West Currents for five years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to do one comic a month. It's, yeah. it's been a struggle. This comic has seen me go through good times and bad times, and like mm-hmm. it was. I'm, I'm happy I'm still doing it. Awesome. Um, what is the comic exactly? Uh, it was a, a funny comic called The Freudian Slips, and it featured three only three characters. It was kind of like Garfield, oh, where sure. like yeah. nothing really happens, it's just banter. Um, but then I. Because of like some depression that I went through, I was like, I can't be funny. I literally cannot be funny right now. It's killing me. Mm-hmm. So I switched it to an adaptation of the novel that I hated so much that I wrote. Oh, so now sure. that's what it is, and it's called Eden and the Eastern Glow. Oh, cool. Well, hey, there. Uh, that novel uh, did end up becoming uh, yeah. something worthwhile, mm-hmm. which is good at least. Yeah. Totally. Awesome. Do you like? Uh, how would you describe your artwork? Like, do you have like a sort of a, like thematic material that is like recurring? Like, do you have things in your life or think th- how how you feel like that you kind of like to depict? Mm-hmm. Um, I love to compare my inspirations to Aubrey Beardsley and Edward Gorey with a pinch of Tim Burton. Nice. So it's like my my inside is very like dark and gloomy but for some reason like that is not portrayed so it's a little cutesy mm-hmm. accidentally so sure. it's it, it's yeah. playful but like macabre at the same time i got you mm-hmm. um, kind of like uh helena bonham carter yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah like she was my like who i wanted to be my mom when i was a kid like that's oh, that's the kind of person i looked up to nice <laughs> cool um would you say so you said you're Dad is like nationally known. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um, he's a uh, crap. Uh, American impressionist is the okay. like preferred nomenclature for that. How did uh, how did he inspire your your kind of being immersed in the craft? Uh, he he didn't do anything on purpose. I was just with him. Yeah. Constantly because he was the the like main parent. He was the stay at home dad. So I was just exposed to, you know, he had records and played Beethoven and Chopin mm. oh, and nice. there's this paint and the smell of turpentine and then I'd just sit on like a stool and look at like color pictures of National Geographic mm-hmm. encyclopedias or whatever and so he didn't do it on purpose but it was just like, there it is. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I get that. Um, my parents have kind of inspired me in ways they didn't even intend to. Um, <laughs> when I was little, like when my parents owned a greenhouse, Ooh. that was our family business. Oh. And um, I feel like they were half joking, but also kind of not at the time. But like they would always tell me, like, "Oh, you're gonna own this business one day." <laughs> of course. And uh, God, no, I would have hated that. So much. I mean, like, I, retrospectively, like, I respect, like, I love the fact that, like, my parents did something that, like, was their, 
um, their dream. Yeah, right. Yeah. It was their calling. It was, uh, you know, something that, you know, we built a community around, like our house and our our property was just blessed with all this life and oh. you know like wonderful smells yeah yeah beautiful flowers and whatnot um but i mean they don't even do that anymore uh they shut the greenhouse down about oh, four no. years ago why <laughs> a lot of factors uh the weather the economy the mire that was built down the street from our house mm -hmm. a lot of that. yeah it's That's um horrible. yeah they're doing different things now and they enjoy what they do um, but it was still, it was a wonderful, like, uh, a wonderful, um, atmosphere to be brought up in, um, but sort of just like their devotion to it. Cause they worked seven days a week, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't have an off day, like, and they, uh, also just like their, you know, who they were as people because they're valued by their community for what they did. Um, and they, uh. You know, we're, they're, my parents were very vibrant, and I like to think I ad adapted a lot of my greatest traits from them. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, um, so I love them very much for it, but, you know, my parents just, you know, like, uh, you look up to them, and you mo you like to model yourself after the thing, after what it is of, about them that makes you love them so much, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've had a handful of visual artists on the show, but uh, I guess a simple question I've never <laughs> asked. Uh, do you have a favorite color? Yes. Purple. Purple? Mm -hmm. I love purple. I yeah? Find myself. Oh, yeah. good. Purple's great. Purple's wonderful. Why? What about purple spoke to you? Like, I don't know. It just was like, oh, that's a, that's it. That's the one. That's that's the one I put want to put a ring on, you know? Yeah. I like, I like, I like, uh... I like midnight blue, Ooh. but I also really like purple as well. And they're two. Well, midnight blue is so close to purple. Yeah, exactly. Well the hue is, uh, yeah, not too <laughs> off base, um, for sure. Um, so, um, so like, when did you start showing your art to other people? Uh, hmm. Shortly after I started, I, I, I don't know. Uh, people, I. I just would doodle, and people would like the doodles, and then I felt like it was nothing was in my control. It just went in a gallery right away, and I was like, oh. And then it sold out, and I was like, y'all do realize, like, I'm just fucking around here, like, I'm not trying to be an artist, and so I, I don't know, like, it's strange. It, it doesn't make sense to me. You just kind of get thrust into it, of mm -hmm. sorts. Um, but, um, I imagine it inspired you to, you know, keep doing it because, Because mm -hmm. you know. I love attention. So, <laughs> that's the... Who doesn't? That's the <laughs> carrot that people would dangle in front of me. It's like, oh, I love this thing that you made that you didn't even really care about. And I'm like, oh, that's wonderful. So that was how many years ago? Like, kind of when this sort of uh, started taking off for you? I think it was eight years ago. Well, yeah. So, around, yeah, 2011. Mm -hmm. but, um... And so it's uh, been some run. Um, I guess, like, uh, were you involved in organizations in that time? I was. Um, it, I, that was also a weird... Like, I'm, I'm a weird person where, like, I don't really do, like, have my own, like, ideas. 
someone will just be like, oh, Anna, you're a responsible young woman. Uh, can you help me with this thing? And I never say no. That's my rule. And I just do whatever needs to be done, and I do it well. And you're a you're a yeser. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> and I'm not like that. It's a, sometimes I get a little down on myself about not coming up with my own stuff. But honestly, like people see me work, and I get respect from it, and that's wonderful. Like, so yes, I was a co-founder of. This is embarrassing to say, but the Milwaukee Steampunk Society, and that got me a lot of weird contacts throughout the city for throwing events or like finding artists or vendors or I like at some point like Timothy Westbrook was the artist in residence at the Fister and I just randomly met him through the steampunk stuff and it, then that became like running an event for him and and like it was yeah I don't know like people just were receptive to was it what it what uh kind of work specifically did you do like was just on? running like planning events oh and was this kind of like another gallery sort of thing or uh, oh do you do you know what the steam no thing? oh it's like a weird counterculture costume thing so steampunk is fun. like a neo-victorian role play kind of group so we would just like hang out at the Scottish Rite Center and like dress up in weird costumes and just drink and be stupid and it was Good. fun. Oh, like, nice. tell me about a uh, Hi-Fi Society. Um, the blog. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that was just like I really wanted to do music journalism, and so I, I mean, I've been a avid appreciator of Milwaukee music since I moved here in yeah. 2008 so how can you not be I know it's great it's everybody is so beautiful and the, their music is just incredible and everybody is working hard and working together Very. and yeah, there's a little drama but it's like oh that's a cute little drama like it's so dumb that it's a, you know like yeah. whatever but it's really just egos at the end of the day usually. yeah but all, every artist has one so you have to accept that it's just gonna happen you know yeah i i try to uh you know just sort of know what i need to know but just kind of do my own thing and work with who seems cool to work with right, you know yeah. that's all you really can do mm -hmm. so the hi-fi society it was i was trying to like cover more than just abby jean but because she was with me at all times, like, or I was with her, like, I, that was mostly what I covered, was her rising to fame, and that was a lot of fun, and we did some crazy weird shit, we hung out with David Bowie's band, and, that was really awesome. <laughs> I don't know, like, just strange things that I never thought I'd be caught up in, and I miss her. I miss her too. So sad. Hey, yeah, she, uh, well, She's loving uh, New York. She loved L.A. Uh, that's what she said when I got to talk to her mm -hmm. um, a couple months back when she was here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she's she's immensely talented. Mm -hmm. um, big ups to Abby Jean. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So um, so it was kind of just like a uh, so it was like a music blog of sorts. Yeah, but it was it was like a I don't know the actual term for it. It wasn't like you know how journalism is very like. Here's the facts, blah blah. It was more of like a here's my personal journey through the facts yeah, thing. Sure. So like I guess I was 
trying to, to add a more personal spin on journalism, which is mm-hmm. obviously not okay. But <laughs> that's, was, I mean, honestly, it doesn't have to be a bad thing, though. Right. I mean, it depends on how you approach it. Yeah, I do that with breaking and entering. Yeah. Like, you know, I, you know, I, I never uh, critique anything. I never like. I only cover what I want to cover. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome about breaking and entering because that is so unique. Like for uh, something like that to exist, is that they're just like, "Yep, you go and you do, and we publish." Like, yeah, it's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, like you know, you just meet a ton of really great people. Like you said, that our scene is very glowing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, as a freelance writer and it's DIY, like, you know, you have creative control on how you want to tell the story and mm-hmm. you'll just uplift people in the way you feel like they deserve to be. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. So you said it's kind of defunct right now. Oh, Hi-Fi Society? Yeah, I've, I haven't had, I've been focusing on art so much that I don't, I don't really have time and money to go to shows and then put the piece together and like, I just work yeah. too much. and. Mm-hmm. I, it's exhausting to be yeah. able to stay up, stay up late and go to shows on the weekdays, you know? Like, And also, I don't have a car, so I can't come to River West, where like the big hub of beautiful growing music is, and so yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you, uh, you don't live in River West, or? No, I live in Bayview. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I love Bayview, too, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good it's music great, scene, yeah. but it's like different. Yeah. This I mean, is all the up and coming like new stuff here. Sure. Bayview is like the oh we've played our River West shows and now we get to graduate to sure. Cactus Club or whatever you know. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I don't really uh, kind of try to. I like to look at it like we're all uh, kind of um, chasing a lot of the same goals here. You oh know, yeah. We're still all the same scene, but um, you know there's pockets. Mm-hmm. You know definitely. Um, cool. So. On that note, um, did you study journalism? I did, um, in a weird way. I my I was so lucky to go to high school in a small town outside of Madison called Stoughton. And oh, I know Stoughton. You do? I had a friend who lived there, actually. Holy crap, who? Uh, you would not know him. Are you sure of <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows everybody in Apparently, school. like, his, like, it was, like, a weird situation. His, uh, like, aunt, like, owned a building there or something, and, uh, he, like, lived there for, like, a year. Oh, okay, probably not. I know there was a big tornado there, like, Hell yeah, two dude. decades ago. I made so many bologna sandwiches for the cleanup crew for that tornado, uh, like, holy, just... Geez. I, I'm, I have, like, this weird, uh, um fascination with tornadoes and severe weather. So I know like big tornadoes that have hit different towns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of dead trees still there from that tornado. Really? Yeah, oh. they're beautiful. Damn, shit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to visit sometime. The, eh, the no, tor- no. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, you were saying, so you grew up in Stoughton. Oh yes, so we had these amazing teachers who were on the brink of retirement and they were all, like, their literature program was insane. We had a journalism program that was, the head of the department was um, someone who had worked for Cap Times for, like, 40 years or something, and he just put us through the ringer, and, like, our journal was award-winning throughout the Midwest, and, like, he taught us 
everything we needed to know about proper journalism. Nice. So I wanted to be a journalist dearly. And Big sense with your writing yeah, early on. Yeah, yeah I just... Ugh. And, but then I went to UWM and started doing journalism and mass communication. I graduated in jams. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. However, I, I was very disillusioned by... Yeah, well, because when you know everything already, but you still have to pay gobs of money mm -hmm. to know that stuff, it's, it, it just grinds it down. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's... Um, yeah. The, there's an excessive amount of theory in the James mm -hmm. department, and that was sort of the uh, that was my only gripe with it. I liked I had a lot of great teachers, but you know, you need hands-on experience. You need mm -hmm. you know you need to know how to learn use cameras. You know you have to yeah. if you want to do broadcasting, which is what I wanted to do. You need like real. You need to know how to operate equipment and mm -hmm. stuff. You know. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so I graduated with that program and I wanted to go the music journalism route as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I uh, had a funny, well, like when I moved here, we studied like the Journal Sentinel and the Cap Times and the New York Times. Right. And you know, it's the classic story of trying, of having the idea of wanting to do one thing, but end up with a different medium that you connected with later on, mm -hmm. which is yeah. totally fine, you know, that's, uh, I think that uh, a lot of people get disillusioned with, with what they think they want to do mm -hmm. because of collegiate academia. Yeah. And the death of the print news was yeah. just happening as I was graduating high school, so our, our teacher, Mr. Walner, was like, uh, don't bother, like, mm -hmm. I love journalism and I want you guys to love journalism, but it's changing and there are going to be no jobs for this. Yeah. And you're going to have to really hustle if you want this. And for real. You're basically... He, he was just so upset yeah. too. It was like him presenting like a, a dead animal. There's like, oh, th this was my pet. I loved it. Here you go. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you're basically like uh, trying to like, it's like trying to like, add fuel to a dying out fire, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he was also yeah. so anti-television and internet that he didn't want to, like, plug the potential of, like, online news or whatever. So he was just like, I hate that shit. Like, I... Like, so mm -hmm. he didn't sponsor that at all. Mm -hmm. So we were just like, you just made us love this thing for three years and now we have to not love it anymore? Yeah. Like, what? Frustrating, yeah. <laughs> I, I had a great time though. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, so, uh, how would you describe this year in your own artistic endeavors? Like, you know, what, I guess, like, what are some successes you've had with your art? Like, what have you been working on? That kind of stuff. Uh, it was mostly the art show that took up most of my time this year. It was. We did so much work for that. Um, we made the canvas panels. We delivered them. I had to make my own art, which I was difficult in itself, and then collect all the panels and then install all the things mm -hmm. in the space that is not actually a gallery. Yeah. So we had to make it a gallery. Like it was the logistics. Yeah, it was a mess, but it was a beautiful mess at the end. And 
other than that, uh, I've just been doing random commissions or like, I don't know if I did too much photography this year. It might have been last year where I had my big successes. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I hope to get back into it. Um, but now I'm now that the art show is done, I'm working on a short, uh, semi-fictional memoir about a very specific event in my life. So I'm hoping that you know ties up. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. for sure. So that will. That will be your next uh, sort of um, uh, creative excursion mm -hmm. uh, to come in 2020. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Well, I'm bummed I missed the art show. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, was that like uh, the biggest one you had done yet? Yeah, I've never thrown an art show. That before. was oh okay. Yeah. Sure. So yeah, that was the biggest. <laughs> like, it was it was really encouraging to see that um, local journalists were writing about it and mm -hmm. got a spot on WMSE. And Very like, nice. These are all, uh, you know, like things that you don't expect to happen, that people are just like, they want to help you and support you and they make these things happen and I'm just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> oh, they're so wonderful. Yeah. Shout out to Catherine Joswick who oh, has yeah, been, she's been a, a warrior for me for a lot of different things and I'm just like, you're, you're a wonderful, beautiful person. Thanks, Big Catherine. ups to Kathy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. What are uh, I guess because I don't have um, a ton of like offhand um, insight on like you know who to know. Um, I guess like who are some visual artists that you think uh, people should know that are here in Milwaukee? Oh my who are we lord! Out? Uh, oh, there's so many, so many people. Uh, uh, um. Okay. So. When I was not a te actual artist yet, my biggest uh, inspirations were Dwellifant, Christopher Pollard, and Jimbot. I think that just about covers it. Because I didn't know any Maya kids the first couple of years that I was here. Um, I didn't really meet any Maya people until I started working at Hi-Fi. Mm -hmm. So then after I learned all the Maya people, like I. I guess now I'm a huge fan of Cecilia Palacios. Oh, yeah. I hope I pronounced your name right. Sorry, yeah. Cecilia. Um, uh, Sarah Kennedy, who is known as Wazaloo. She is cool. just a great person to hang out with and an incredibly talented artist. Um, I'm really nervous. Uh, Cassie Gank, I really love. She's. Isn't a John Kowalczyk, isn't he an artist? Oh yeah, he's yeah, wonderful. Yeah. He's another wonderful he looks, person. Yeah, he does cool stuff, yeah. And I, a, a Reginald Baylor, I would like... Oh yeah, Reggie Baylor. Like, our, our resident famous guy, like, you know, like he's like the guy in Milwaukee, you know, like I don't, it, he, I, I can't even believe he's, he lives here, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I, you put me on the spot. I, I'm like terrified to not mention something hey, that I, I do love. It, hey, so. I do it all the time. Okay. Um, okay. No, these are. Hey, that's great to know. I mean, there's there's a lot of really talented people here. You can't. You just like, just realistically can't name everybody because. You know, I would try though. That's how terrified <laughs> I am to miss anyone. Well, that's how I am. Like uh, with um, you know, 
Milwaukee music. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't answer the question of what my favorite is. Right. Oh, like, dang. That was for one, it de- for one, it depends on uh, it depends on what scene mm-hmm. we're talking about. Two, it depends on the genre. Probably. Yeah, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it depends on the kind of music. Like you know, the, also the venue plays into that as well because of the sound and the aesthetics yeah. and whatnot. And um, oh, and yeah, Kate, I just don't believe in what what Katie Gam. Katie Gam. Yes, Shout Katie Gam, artist, awesome. And, and I just uh, didn't. Um, you know, I just, uh, I don't really always believe in favorites. I have, I have very few favorites in, in life. Mm-hmm. Just things that I love. Do you have a favorite underdog? Like an underappreciated Milwaukee musician? Um, well, I'll give a couple shout-outs there, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Uh, people need to know Tuan Mack. Um, he's not necessarily an underdog, but he's an elder statesman of oh. Milwaukee hip-hop. Okay. Um, so is Tayama Denku, uh, two of the dopest dudes in the hip-hop scene that have been in the scene for decades. Oh, wow. And uh, they deserve a lot of credit for yeah. how much uh, work they've done platforming young emerging artists and you know putting people on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to miss them. Um, in terms of like bands um shout out to the unitaskers okay i get to see them they're great okay really fun uh just weird edgy like kind of ironic indie rock but they're really really fun i love their sound that sounds great um also people need to know apollo vermouth oh yeah people need to know haunter yeah, oh, dude, I love Haunter. Haunter is amazing. Yeah. What do you uh, think of Snag? On the same. Snag level? is like okay. Snag is like my favorite Milwaukee band. Really? Oh my yeah. god! You're the first person I've uh, agreed with. Okay, yeah. Snag is like one of the greatest bands. I love like not only like, not only their energy and their shows and like just how exciting it is, but also who they are as people, what they're passionate about, what they stand for. Mm-hmm. Um. Hell yeah. Um. Other uh, underdogs, uh, the band Hopper's Luck. Uh, oh, yeah. I Lu- know. Uh, yeah. yeah. John. John, yeah. yeah. I love Hopper. I keep calling him Hopper even though I've known him <laughs> as John like lo- way longer yeah. than he's had this band. I absolutely love um, I, I love Hopper's Luck. They're one of my favorite bands. I'm um, so glad he bloomed into this wonderful musician. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I love the tropical, like, psych fusion mm-hmm. like that he, that they do um and then uh also one of the f- most fun shows i've seen all year uh funk summit bass team are a fucking blast yeah yes if you okay. like funk music and you like parties and you love just you know just uh a band that makes you feel like you belong and that you have the right to feel sexy and get funky. <laughs> so you said you had uh, some questions for me. I do. Um, which I would love to, uh, I love when people flip it on me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I really wanted to uh, introduce the show like, uh, hello everyone, welcome to Mrs. Nice Guy. I'm Ana Rodriguez. Mrs. And nice I'm, Guy. I'm here with our, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee journalist slash podcast guy, um, Ben Slowey. Ben Slowey, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm blessed. Uh, a lot of uh, 
great things to look forward to in not only this life, but in uh, you know the immediate surroundings. So I'm great, Anna. Thank you for asking. Thank you for being here. This is my house, so... Uh, <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> um, so uh, you wouldn't really find me anywhere else, but sure thing. Mm, okay, so I have some silly questions. Sure. Um, if you want to get personal, that's fine, but um, these are like, an open silly, book. silly questions. Sorry. Open book. Uh, okay, so my first one was, who's a Mil Milwaukee musician you're too afraid to ask for an interview? Um, that's a good question. I'm not really afraid to ask anyone for an interview. There's some people that intimidate me. Well, let's go with that one. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Should throw in some well, Jeopardy music. <laughs> well, there's certainly people that I want to get to know better. Okay. Um, that, you know, I just really want to sit down with, but, mm -hmm. you know, I also don't want to, like, impose. You know, okay. I don't want to, like... Uh, make anyone uncomfortable, mm -hmm. um, you know, so that's why, like, I try to, like, just tread lightly, you know, like, sort of stay within my lane and respect people's boundaries that may not, A, be ready for an interview yet, or B, like, be totally comfortable with me right away, mm -hmm. um, I try to be cognizant of that, um, I'd say, um, like, people that, like, you know, have much bigger profiles like beyond Milwaukee's like Ishtar or like business boy like mm -hmm. you know I'm I'm not afraid to ask them for interviews because I actually have already like oh, okay. asked yeah. them but it's more of just like um but they're just like slightly out of reach yeah maybe. yeah also Grace Weber as well I've been trying to connect oh, with Gra cool. Grace Weber but yeah. that would be my answer to that question <laughs> just like you know this People that, you know, are certainly I would be nervous before an interview for, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Alright, so, um, if you could work for any Milwaukee news publication, paid, which would it be? 88.9, duh. <laughs> um, I, uh, no, I love 88.9. I've been trying to connect more with the staff there because I think that the work they do there is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, not only, uh, not only, like, you know, they play a lot of the music I like, uh, you know, stuff that's indie, stuff that's, uh, you know, alternative, stuff that's overlooked by commercial radio, like, just, you know, a lot of music that I'd be listening to otherwise, like, they definitely, uh, they have on circulation, but also just what they do for the community, mm -hmm. you know, not only, uh, like, supporting local businesses, partnering with local businesses, community stories, um, you know, the, like, platforming local artists with their 4 and 4 live shows and with, um, you know, playing people's music on the radio and uh, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm, in, and given my background in broadcasting, like, I really feel comfortable, like, mm -hmm. in a setting like that because um, I have worked in radio before. Um, so, yeah, I, I love Indiana, that's, I guess, like, but I'm also intimidated by them. Why? I applied for their internship three times and never got it, and, uh... You, I mean, that's, you gotta know somebody, like... Not necessarily, though. Well, it helps. Yeah, I mean... Also, I, I don't know, just... 
intimidation. And like I've also like made efforts to connect with people there, mm-hmm. and you know they don't they're not always receptive. Right. Like they'll just like not respond or whatever, which I get. They're busy. Like mm-hmm. you know you can't. They're take, very busy. You can't take something like that personally. No, you cannot. Um, but I, you know, I know some. I, I know a couple of the people that work there uh, mm-hmm. that are wonderful people. They seem like a really fun team, uh, and uh, yeah, I would totally work for them in a heartbeat if they offered me a job. <laughs> okay. Um, next question. Uh, name a journalistic hero of yours. Nardwar the Human Serviette. Who? 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 To what? He is, okay, if you want, if we're talking about celebrity journalists, you ha- everyone has to know Nardwar because he is, he's, just, I mean, for one, he's, like, weird, he's eccentric, he's goofy, like, basically what he does, he has a very, like, interesting style, like, approach to journalism, so he, um, he interviews celebrities, he interviews people in music, people in pop culture, um, and how he interviews them, he digs up like really like hidden or personal information about them Ooh. and will like Just stuff that there. yeah stuff they might not even remember oh, and like he'll like introduce it in an interview and ask them questions about it he'll give them gifts that like will be thing like, like little meaningful things gifts. yeah exactly <laughs> um that's great yeah and uh you know stuff that's either from like the the long lost past or stuff that like they they happen to like that um you know he like knows that they like so he gives them things you know that they could that they value mm-hmm. um and people don't know how he like people he just digs up such like crazy information about people and it catches people off guard so much i'm sure yeah. um he is yeah, but he's very, like, um, you know, like, it's about making your subject feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely, um, I know, that's what I aspire to do with my own journalism. So, yeah, the Ardwar is, like, my biggest influence in cool. journalism. I'll just check him out. Oh, yeah. He interviewed, like, he's interviewed, like, oh, like a ton of artists. Um, yeah. All right. So, um difficult for me to phrase this question. What, if you could have a dream or some sort of attainable goal for the Milwaukee art scene, what would it be? Like, what do you hope that we can achieve as a group within the short foreseeable future? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I want to see more integration. Um, which is kind of a broad thing to want, but just I just want scenes to show up and support each other more. You know, I want people to not just go for their favorite band and leave. I want yeah. people to stay for the whole set. Mm-hmm. I want people to uh, more actively show up for artists that they may not know, um, introduce themselves, like two band members, introduce mm-hmm. each other, yeah. like artists, like. You know, like, not put themselves in boxes and to just kind of, like, you know, discover, like, how vast so much music and art, whether it's whether it's music or poetry or, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that you do or the film scene or yeah. 
what have you, what have you be the medium. Social justice, too. Um, you know, like, I just want to see, like, uh, you know, like, um, more uh, challenging of the ego, challenging of the comfort zone, and to, uh, yeah, like, just play, play a more active role in knowing that, like, we could very much be a music city if we worked hard enough at it. Like a music, like a city that people gravitate towards yeah. because of our music scene. Like a Portland or, or Yeah, Nashville exactly. Or, yeah. Um, like, I just want, I want to see more like um, multi-faceted art events. Mm -hmm. um, I know that a great example, one of the really fantastic events that happened recently um, at Company Brewing Snag's album release party actually mm -hmm. um, they had like poets on in between sets oh cool and it was a mixed genre bill you know mm -hmm. hip hop artist Dave Kevin Adam opened things up then Social Caterpillar played then Naves played and then Snag played that's a that was a stacked bill cornucopia of talent there yeah everything was you know all very different and mm -hmm. very uh, you know um, exciting yeah like you know that's that is the kind of integration I want to see more of. And really, it could happen. Mm -hmm. People just, like, you know, need to, like, not just keep playing shows with their friends all the time. I know. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, yeah. Like, it's a silent epidemic yeah, in Milwaukee. <laughs> make an active effort to, uh, like, discover more than just what you're comfortable with. Because, I mean, as much as I might, excuse me, love a band... I'm not going to write up on them twice. Yeah. You know? I'm not going to go to every single show of theirs mm -hmm. because there's so much more that I don't, haven't discovered yet. Yeah. Um, so, that's, um... That's a beautiful dream. Thank you. I, yeah. I, and, you know, I, and I can do better in it, too. Like, in many ways, you know? Like, there's, I'm always actively trying to be better, do better with that, you know? Like, not... You know, to show up for more stuff that I'm not familiar with too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Good. Okay, next question. Uh, I was gonna ask you what your favorite Milwaukee band was, but we already covered that a little, and then we went with what is your favorite underdog, and that was great. Um, so my last question is, if you were all-knowing and had omnipotent power, which broken up Milwaukee band would you force back together? <laughs> oh, I guess I'm not too qualified to, to answer that because I've only really been out on the Milwaukee music scene for about a year now. Um, okay, the, oh, the, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like I wasn't going to shows in like 2016, 17, right, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I do really, like, I wish I could see the Fatty Acids. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I've heard that's a band that's like. People it was miss really, them. really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah there's uh, a lot of. I I was hoping that you had more knowledge because there's a ton of amazing bands that have fallen apart over the years and. And I, yeah, I've I've heard of a lot of them. Like I know Midnight Reruns was another um, that was also like heavily lauded. I know that um, you know No No just broke up. Um, Whips. I don't know if they're doing anything right now. Um, Ashley just had a baby, so... Oh, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> fair. Um, and, 
yeah, like I know Rocket Paloma is not a band anymore. I would have loved to see them. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a there's a good handful. Uh, Ugly Brothers, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. never got to see them. That was one of my favorite broken up bands. Yeah. And obviously, like I've we've talked about it a million times, and they're just like. It's not happening, and yeah. I'm like, but it could happen. Yeah. What if I gave you ten million dollars right fucking now? And they're like, nah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Some on. people are just very detached from that time, so, um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I should probably uh, keep exploring older Milwaukee music myself. You know, I try to stay on top of the new releases, but it's always good to know what was there before. I guess. Out with the old and in with the new, that's what I always say. Well, I mean, I, like, <laughs> I, I need to, I should listen to these old bands more so I have a better idea of, like, what they were like, you mm -hmm. know? But th that's the trouble, though, is that a lot of these bands don't even have professional recording of their music, or there's, like, no music videos. Yeah, a lot even, of DIY like, stuff. Yeah, so a lot of that stuff is just lost. Yeah. Solo's not lost, though. They have tons of records. Oh, yeah. That's another band. I, yeah, you, know. you should, if you haven't already. I've listened yeah. to them, but I, uh, I just came out with a new record that dropped way after they broke up. So. Mm -hmm. You ever hear of a group of the Altos? No. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so good. Uh, a Scarring Party? No. No. They're amazing. I don't even know if they have any professional recordings of. Sure. Oh, so many, it. so many, just, just a graveyard of broken up bands. Oh, Boy Blue, did you hear Boy Blue? No. No? Oh. Well, okay. Yeah, bummer. I'll have to look into them, though. Mm -hmm. Most of those musicians are just in other stuff, like, yeah. it's not like exactly. these people just evaporated, yeah. you know? Right, they moved on, mm -hmm. shifted, yeah, for sure. All right, Anna, it was great to talk to you about your art, about the art scene, um, about uh, your art show that, you know, was a banger uh, this past year. <laughs> and uh, and um, it was good to answer a couple questions myself. Uh, and being interviewed is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet. Tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh, um, nothing. I sleep very well. Do you? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, uh, valuable luxury for a lot of us here. I love it. What uh, puts you to sleep, though? Damn near everything. I could fall asleep right now. Like... Do you drink <laughs> Do you drink much caffeine? Yeah, a ton. Yeah, I do too. It kind of does actually wear you out. Like, the more mm -hmm. you drink, like, you crash harder. Yeah, my little ticker just can't handle, handle it anymore. Yeah. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Um, so, uh, Get involved in the art scene, work on integrating the scene. The most you can do as an individual, just, you know, um, we're all working towards the same goal. We're all part of the same scene. So thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time. Bye. Three, four.